It's the football, 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 and sometimes other sports show. Here's your host, AJ Nicoletti. What up? MFFSOSS.com at MFFSOSS. Twitter and Instagram, Twitter.tv slash AJNick3. What's up? How's everybody doing? A FA Cup final preview in the kickoff. Then we'll do uh, the last true weekend soccer preview with uh, a bunch of games. The last games in La Liga, Serie A, Ligue 1. And then we also have uh, the German Cup final, Rebel Leipzig Frankfurt. So take a look at that. Do all those, then some NFL headlines, then a little quick peek at the Stanley Cup final, NBA finals, and then PGA Tour is at Jack's tournament this weekend at Muirfield Village, the Memorial, which is a great, great field. So we'll look ahead to that as well. So FA Cup final preview, weekend soccer preview, some NFL headlines, Stanley Cup final, NBA finals, and golf at the end of the program. Kick it off, FA Cup final preview, Man City, Manchester United, the first ever Major final meeting between the Manchester teams, and it will be at Wembley, under the arch. City, it's their 12th final. They have six wins out of the 11 they've gone to so far. It's United's 21st FA Cup final, and they have 12 wins out of the 20 appearances that they have in the final match. City going for part two of a possible treble. They clinched the Premier League a few weeks ago, and... They have a shot at two cups now on the way out of this season, the FA Cup in England, and then the following Saturday they'll have a shot at the trophy that has escaped them. The Champions League final they'll take on Inter Milan. United aiming for a cup double in Ten Hag's first season. It's his second final. The first one was a two-goal uh, win over Newcastle in the Carabao Cup final. So City going for part two of a treble, United going for a cup double. So that will be what is at stake on Saturday at Wembley. Take a look at the path to the final for each of the clubs. Man City have not conceded a goal yet in this competition. Third round when the Premier League teams enter, they beat Chelsea 4-0. Fourth round, they took on Arsenal, beat them 1-0. Fifth round, they played Bristol, a 3-0 victory quarterfinal. They took on Vincent Company's Burnley and bashed them 6-0. And then in the semifinal, they destroyed Sheffield United 3-0. It could have been much worse. I believe it was a Rian Mars hat trick, if I'm not mistaken, in the semifinal at Wembley. So normally we would knock City because they play nobody in these competitions, but the first two rounds they did play Chelsea and Arsenal, two top six sides, even though Chelsea are having a horrendous season, uh, as we know, and Arsenal were having a very good season but have no trophies to show for it. How about Manchester United? Beat Everton 3-0, 3-1 in the third round. In the fourth round proper, they took on Reading and knocked them off 3-1. Fifth round, an identical score here. They beat West Ham 3-1. Quarterfinal, beat Fulham 3-1. And then in the semi, they beat Brighton in penalties after it was 0-0 after extra time. So... That is how each team has gotten to the final and the paths carved by these Manchester teams on the way to Wembley. So, uh, moving on, now we talk about some previous matches between the two sides this season. 
No other meetings besides the uh, two fixtures required in the Premier League. City had a 6-3 drubbing of United at the Etihad. Yes, United did score three goals, but um, they were mere consolation goals. So a demolishing there. But then at Old Trafford, United did turn around. 2-1 victory for Ten Hogs men, and that was really a victory that uh, continue to spur them on in uh, his first season as the manager at Old Trafford. So, not a ton from these two fixtures. I would say both of them are, I don't want to say so early in the season, but um, the 2-1 for United was before Pep has gone to this new system. So, I don't want to be like, take it with the grains, but it, it has changed significantly. Manchester City's, you know, formation and style, the way they've played now has really changed. And that was one of the last games that they did a traditional 4-3-3 in that Pep style where he did have the four true defenders, three midfielders, two wingers, and a striker. Now, as we know, the 3-2-4-1 kind of hybrid system that he plays, um, it had not debuted to that point yet. So, this could have been a uh, tipping point for that new style. So, All right, uh, those were previous meetings this season. How about the team news? Man City, De Bruyne, Grealish, Diaz, Akanji all missed the last Premier League game for City. Was that a precaution? Is he holding them out? Was he holding them out? Could they have gone, and, and if it was up for the title, would they have played? I mean, those are interesting questions that are clearly, as we know, hypothetical, and we'll never know those answers. So, but these are four starters. Akanji, he's really used to spearhead that three-at-the-back kind of movement. He's been a very um, dynamic player for him that can do a lot in the back of the uh, the pitch in that back line. Diaz is one of the keys in their defense. Grealish has had a really, really good season. After coming over with that big price tag, and not, maybe not necessarily impressing last season. He's had a really, really good season. And then De Bruyne, for me, is the best creative midfielder in the world. I say it almost every episode, and I talk about him. Um, so he he has to play if City are going to play the way they want to, right? The, the way they want to shift the ball quickly, side to side, passes that break the lines, Get the crosses in. You don't really have to take people on one-on-one. -on -one. We should be able to beat you by passing. De Bruyne is a mainstay of that. So De Bruyne is a big miss if he's if he can't go. And if he can't go in this Saturday's game, does he just need another week to rest up for the big one? So a lot of question marks around this Man City uh, quartet, as you want to call them. Because they are so important. And, yeah, this game does mean a lot. A treble would be really cool. It hasn't been done in England in a long time since 99 United. But if De Bruyne is not healthy and you bring him back in this game and risk him in the Champions League final, was it all worth it? That's, I think, um, something that is crossing Pep Guardiola's mind. How about Manchester United for Ten Hag? Martial is going to be out, so that's a big knock. We already knew Martinez, Vanderbeek, Sabitzer would be out for Ten Hag, but Martial, who has, he's probably going to go at this summer, if I'm not mistaken, but he's kind of 
forced his way into that number nine role. And without him, you're going to have to start Weghorst, which to me I just think is a waste out there. No offense to him. Anthony Fitness checked after the knock against Chelsea uh, last midweek. He did not play over the weekend in the Prem match against Fulham. So that could be a question. Striker and one of the wing positions for Ten Hag. Predicted 11s. Now, this for me, I pretty much have everybody but Akanji being able to go for City from what I've been reading. So I did Ederson. Ake Diaz Walker is the back three. If Akanji can go, he's in ahead of uh, Kyle Walker, who's had a nice little resurgence as he's come in for some injured players on that city back line. Stones Rodri in that little dual pivot, and then the four across Grealish, Gunawan, De Bruyne, and then Silva, and Holland, of course, up top. So that would be, I would believe, the best city 11, um, and just slide Akanji in for Walker if he can go. Okay. United have a couple more question marks, as I alluded to. De Gea will be the, the between the posts, of course, coming off actually saving a penalty, which he had not done in a long time for club or country. So he'll be the goalie. Luke Shaw could be a miss. It seems like he's ready and will play, but don't be surprised if you see Malasia at left back if Shaw picks up a knock in training coming up or isn't um, fully fit to Ten Hag's liking. So I would assume Shaw, but Malicia, uh, Malicia could be there, the Dutchman. Varane and Lindelof in the absence of Martinez and Harry Maguire ain't getting a start against City in a final, that's for sure. Juan Bissaka should be the right back. Uh, Casemiro and Eriksson. Eriksson should be uh, fit enough to at least give him an hour, 75 minutes maybe in the final here. Uh, but that could be where Sabitzer would have been if uh, he were fit next to Casemiro. But Casemiro, Erickson in that double pivot. But Erickson will have a little more license to go for uh, further than Casemiro, even though Casemiro has scored some goals recently. Uh, Rashford on the left, Bruno in the 10, Antony on the right, and then Wakehorst up front because that's kind of uh, the default that you have to go. And Bruno's had a, um, some good, good games, some good moments. I'm sorry, he would never be my captain. He would never be my captain. All right, tactics, just quickly about the ref. Tierney's the ref. I'm going to touch on the Europa League final next, but English refs in that final, Anthony Taylor had a horrific game. Uh, unfortunately, Michael Oliver was the fourth ref. He should have been in the center, in my opinion. I think he's one of the best refs in the world, but they keep giving him fourth official. Nah, I don't get it. But anyway, Tierney, the ref here, he's not a good ref. And depending on which side of the bed he wakes up, is he's going to be and allow it to be more physical or he's going to start counting cards and call some fouls that might not have been there, right? Tierney, how he officiates the game is a big part of this game going forward. Now, we talked about Pep's system a little earlier in the team news and the predicted 11s. Pep's system, when we talk about the tactics or, the, or what's going to happen in this match, Pep has built this system on winning the ball back really in the middle of the park before teams can get going. He has that kind of wall of four. Yes, they are attacking players, but Gunawan and Silva both have uh, good defensive work rates. That's just De Bruyne, a good enough work rate for him. Holland kind of in a free run to press. De Bruyne kind of in a free run to press. And then 
Gunawan, Grealish, Silva have their responsibilities. And then behind them is the Stones-Rodri line. And then behind them is the back line. So to break down City's lines, you have to be brave in either taking a couple of their players on, 1v1 dribbling, or you have to be brave with your pass selection and try to break the lines and, and understand that, hey, this is going to be a tough pass, but I'm going to go for it. I'm going to try and attempt it. So Pep's system versus Ten Hag, a team that wants to play out of the back, as we know, it cost them early in the season some of the moments of them trying to play out the back, but they've settled in a little bit more as the season has gone on and as the campaign has gone on. But Pep's system, his style, this United side has not seen that. Some of the other teams have. Arsenal. Like some of these teams have seen it. United hasn't seen it. I'm going to be very curious to see how United come out and try to attack it. Does Is Erickson going to have more of the ball because he can play some more passes between the lines than, you know, one of the center backs can. I'm very interested to see how United not only set up, but what are their fundamentals in passing out of the back or passing between the lines or attacking? I'm going to be very interested to see that because the midfield battle here is very interesting. Casemiro is one of the best defensive midfielders in the game, as is Rodri. Stones has morphed himself into a nice little defensive midfielder. Erickson is a strong midfielder. And then you have the attackers on both sides that are going to be in the middle of the park. A Gunawan, a De Bruyne, a Silva, a Grealish. And even the wingers and 10 for United in Bruno and the two wingers in Rashford and Anthony. There's going to be a lot of legs in the middle of the park. Who wins it? Who's brave to take on the headers? Who controls the second balls? I think the midfield battle is going to be a, a huge part of this match because can somebody win a ball in the midfield and then one of the strikers make a run behind the defense, play him over the top goal? You know what I mean? I don't think this is going to be high scoring. I don't think there's going to be a ton of goals in this because I don't think United United knows they can't win a shootout. Like, United's not going to win this match 5-3. That's not going to happen. They don't have the firepower to match up with the City. City, I don't think, will mind that because they'll think, okay, we can get our goals. I mean, we've scored seven goals in two games between <laughs> playing these guys. And the first one, we get six, right, um, at, at, at home. So midfield battle is going to be a key. And then, for me, just Holland versus the United defense. I don't want to talk much on uh, Rashford's a great player. Anthony, I think, has underperformed a little bit in this first season. Weghorst is obviously a stopgap stop gap at striker, and – Bruno is a good player, but I would never, never, never have him on my team. He's a petulant baby. He's a petulant baby. Like, I'm sorry. I cannot deal with him. And the fact that he has an armband is insane to me. But Holland versus the United defense. He's made good defenders look bad. Now, Varane at one point was world class. I don't think he is anymore. Lindelof's been a nice third choice, fourth choice center back for United the last few years and, and stepped up when they needed him. Obviously, they want Latar Martinez in this spot. He's not fit enough. We know that. Holland is stronger than both Ron and Lindelof. He's bigger than Ron and Lindelof. He's quicker than Ron and Lindelof. 
this is going to be a big issue. I think Casemiro is going to have to mark Holland a lot of the time in the buildup and then eventually pass him off to the center backs. But I don't think Ten Hag wants the center backs to just walk around and follow Holland because very easily City can send runners over and break the lines and it could be a Grealish or Bernardo Silver or Gunawan even. And we know De Bruyne is so, so skilled with those balls uh, that he can play any type of through ball with his foot, lofted, driven, whatever, either foot. He's such a special, special player. Uh, Holland versus that defense. That worries me. I don't think that's that's not a good matchup for United. And also, like, Grealish versus Wambasaka is going to be really interesting because Grealish loves to take guys one-on-one. We know Wambasaka has had a pretty good one-on-one defending rate this season. A lot of people are, are flexing that stat uh, as a Wambasaka fans. Let's see it. Let's see it against one of the best in Grealish. So I'm very excited for this. Do I see him? Like, Mares would obviously be an answer for City if they can't have their guys go. But I, I hope we get a lot of fit players. I hope the City guys can go. I hope Anthony can go. Um, and we get some big star power at Wembley on Saturday because it's going to be a hopefully a great final. Both teams playing for so much. City playing for their second uh, trophy and part two of a treble. United trying to get a cup double um, in Ten Hogs first season. That's a good step. You know, obviously, you want to win your league. You want to win Champions League. But if you can't win those things, can you still finish top four and maybe win a cup? Well, they've already finished top four and won a cup, and now they have themselves in another final. So a lot to play for. I think the match will show that. I think it will be cagey. I think it's dependent on how Tierney officiates the match. And what he sets is kind of the standards of what's a foul, what's not a foul, what you can get away with, what you can't get away with. And I think United need a low-scoring game. City can win any game you want the way they play. So I think City win the game. Uh, unfortunately, United don't have enough yet. They need a true striker. They need a couple more midfielders, and they need a couple of defenders. And that's not anything to sneeze at, but it's something that United could put together in an offseason, at my point. But City are primed. They've been primed since, what, February? They've been outstanding since they put in this new system. I I would be very, very shocked if Pep Guardiola is not having a, another trophy ceremony and a winner's medal. I would be very, very shocked. United's a good team. Don't get me wrong. They finished top four. They deserve it. All these kinds of things. All the plot is for Ten Hag in his first season. He's done a, a very good job. But this isn't like most of the table that they did well against at home, United. United had a really good season. Look at their home record versus their away record. Look at the top of the table versus the bottom of the table. Look at all those kind of things for United. They've had a very good season. I'm not trying to take anything away from them, but let's just temper expectations a little bit because you're going up against the English football giant right now, and they win trophies for fun. So it's another final. You expect City to win it. That's just kind of how it's been, especially in England finals. Maybe not the European finals. We'll talk about that next week, obviously. But for England finals, it's been City, and we know that. So uh, I have uh, Manchester City knocking off Manchester United on Saturday at Wembley. I don't think it goes to extra time. I think it's decided in normal time, maybe like 3-1. Give me City 3-1. 
All right, from the FA Cup final preview is a Europa League final recap. Sevilla and Roma, it was 1-1 after extra time. Sevilla win it in penalties 4-1. Great goal from Paula Dybala put Roma up 1-0. They went crazy in the celebration. You could see Mourinho, calma, calma, but they didn't really remain calm. Rakitic ends up hitting the post for Sevilla, but the Rome lead goes into the second half. Sevilla cross into the area, into the Rome area. It's turned in an own goal by Mancini. So 1-1. Then we had a pair of penalty shouts, each for one team. First for Sevilla, it was originally given by Anthony Taylor, but then it was reviewed, changed to no foul. I think he got this one right after the change. To me, uh, the, the, the attacker was looking to go over. I think he was looking to go down the entire time and try to win that penalty. I thought the defender did a very good job of not fouling, and then, yes, he does stick out a leg, but I think he gets ball, and I do believe that having attackers look to go down, they should not be rewarded. So, for me, it was no penalty from the beginning. Even before I saw him get a piece of the ball because I thought he was diving, looking to go down. Good job by VAR to call him over to the screen. Good job by Taylor Dare to overturn it. But then the next decision I thought was a little I, – I, I disagreed because as a handball pen shout for Roma, it got waved off a, a, like originally by Taylor, and he didn't even look at it. Like I don't know how you don't look at it. Um, the, the arm wasn't next to the body. It was outstretched. Now, was it as outstretched as Sissoko and Sadio Mane in the Champions League final? Uh, 2019? No, it was not. It was not that outstretched. But if your arm is away from your body and the ball hits your arm, it should be a handball. And if that offense is in the box, it should be a pen. And to not even look at it, to have it waved off immediately, I don't know. I don't know how you don't look at that. And I can understand why. Roma is upset why Mourinho is pissed because I think that's a handball. And you'd be like, AJ, you're just rooting for Rome because you like Mourinho and you don't like Sevilla because they beat Liverpool. Damn, you didn't, you didn't have to say that. No, I'm just kidding. But listen, I don't think it was a penalty for Sevilla, and I do think it was a penalty for Rome. I just, I just think that. And if you could disagree with me, that's fine. But the ball hits your arm. And not like your shoulder. It hits like your arm. And your arm is away from your body. To me, that's a pen. That's a pen. So we end up going to extra time after nobody scores after the own goal in normal time. So 1-1. One, one. Couple half chances. It, we play way into stoppage time in extra time. It was like the 131st minute at one point in that second half. And... Smalling off a Rome free kick has a great header at the back post that almost sneaks in um, on the opposite post, but some good defending, and we end up going to penalties. And Sevilla win both coin tosses. Rakitic wins both coin tosses, so they shoot at the Sevilla end, and they decide to shoot first. So Ocampos and Cristante both score in the first round. Lamella then scored for Sevilla, and Bono saved Mancini's pen. So Mancini had the assist on Dybala's goal. He had turned in Sevilla's goal 
on an own goal, and then his penalty was saved by Bono. So they're up 2-1 in control. Sevilla are Rakitic scores. Bono makes another save, this time on a Banez. He puts, he gets just the fingertip to put it off the post and keep it out. So they're in big, big control. All you got to do here is score the next penalty. It's Montanel, who famously won Argentina's World Cup uh, last calendar year, but this uh, campaign. So he steps up. Patricio saves it to keep Roma alive, but it's ordered as a retake because of Patricio's encroachment off the line. It was reviewed by VAR. Montanel scores. He wins it for Sevilla, their seventh Europa League title. It is their competition. They win Europa. They get into Champions League. They finish third in their group. They come down to Europa. They win Europa. They go back into Champions League. They finish third in their group. They're back into Europa. They win Europa. Back into Champions League. I mean, it's just, it's just what they do. It's just what they do. It's it's outstanding. Give them a bunch of credit. Give them a bunch of credit. So uh, that's our first of three European finals. Next Wednesday, I believe it's um, Florentino-West Ham, right? Florentino-West Ham in the Conference League. Conference League final is uh, the overview. Who's who the game? Where's the game? Florentino-West Ham. That's what I thought. And that is in Prague. Very nice. Florentino-West Ham, the seventh. So we'll talk about that one next week. Maybe not as big of a uh, recap, but whatever. All right. Um, we can talk a preview. Final match days in La Liga, Serie A, Ligue 1, La Liga, Celta Vigo, and Barcelona. Real Madrid are home against Athletic, and Villarreal hosts Atletico, Serie A. Turin, Inter, Empoli, Lazio, AC Milan, Hellas, Verona, Rome, Spezia, Calcio, Atalanta, Monza, Napoli, Sampdoria, Turin, Inter, Udinese, Juventus. Take a look at that Italian table quickly. That um, <laughs> Juventus got that point deduction again. They still could get European football. Um, and still technically could finish fifth uh, if everything goes their way. But Napoli, we know, are the champions. Lazio has clinched top four, as have Inter, as have AC Milan. So it's really Atalanta, Roma, Juventus for those uh, Europa and Conference League positions in Serie A. Then we have Ligue 1, PSG take on Clement. DFB, Poco, final. Rebel Leipzig, Frankfurt. Rebel Leipzig don't really win a ton of trophies. as an opportunity for them, as, of course, it's an opportunity for Frankfurt. Could be a good final. All right, NFL headlines here. Uh, Deshaun Watson wants Nuke Hopkins in Cleveland. A little Clemson connection there. Um, I think it would certainly help their receiving core, and um, it would make it an interesting move, but I'm not sure where Nuke Hopkins is really going to go yet. I don't know. I'm not really going to predict that because he could sign in a lot of places. But I'm sure Deshaun Watson is lobbying for his team to get better, especially at a wide receiver position with Nuke Hopkins for sure. Jameis says he's still a starter in the NFL, which, you know what, I'm I'm not going to knock Jameis. Um, he's a guy that is clearly entertaining at the quarterback position. Would, he, would I want to be my quarterback? Never. But I don't mind him being a quarterback in this league. Uh, a guy that is entertaining, a guy that throws some picks, a guy that throws a lot of touchdown passes. But as we know, throws a lot of picks. 
Uh, is he still one of the best 32 quarterbacks in the league right now? Maybe he's like 29. <laughs> there's, there's some guys I have no idea how they're stars, but Jameis, I think could be one. Jameis could be one. Terry McLaurin has complimented Sam Howell's offseason. Uh, Sam Howell is pretty much going to be QB1 in Washington. And Robert Sala says, Brees Hall should be ready for week one and the Jets, which I think is a really big um, big news for them because he's a, he's a good running back, and he's a guy that is a weapon out of that backfield, can help you in a lot of a multitude of ways. And uh, when he went out, they, that hurt their offense last year. That's for damn sure. All right, Stanley Cup Final. Florida and Vegas get started Thursday. Very exciting series. Both teams, I believe it is their second appearance in the Cup Final. And one of them is going to be their first Cup, which is very, very exciting. That's always really, really cool to see your team get put on the Stanley Cup the first time and you're a part of it and your name gets put on there. So the Chuck's been amazing. Uh, Stone and Marshall have been really good for Vegas. Bobrovsky has been very good for Panther, the Panthers and their net. So... Should be a very good series. NBA Finals, Miami and Denver. We get started in game one in Denver on Thursday night. I think it's as Jokic goes, the Nuggets go for this series. Yes, Murray's a very good player. Um, and Porter Jr. is good, and they got a good supporting cast. You know, with Gordon and some of those guys. I think that Nugget team is very, very talented. I think Malone is a solid enough coach. that He's got him in the finals. You're going up against a Heat team in Spo that is... The king of experience in these postseasons, it might not, he might not have the most experienced team, but he's got a team of dogs and guys that play for each other and guys that understand that hey, I might not get the points, but if I make the pass to the pass, I get credit too, you know. So I think it'll be a great series. Hopefully, we get a long series, six or seven games. It's always fun in the finals when it when it means something in those late late. Uh, June evenings, so Miami, Denver, Miami going for another title, Denver going for the first. Those should be very exciting games. All right, PGA Tour Memorial Tournament, big field, designated event at Jack's Place, Muirfield Village, a great, great tournament. You hear about the milkshakes. There's some big moments. Tigers hold out a bunch. Um, we know so. The big field, Rom, Scheffler, Rory, Spieth, Justin Thomas, Fitzpatrick, Shoffley, Cantley, Morikawa, Adam Scott, Victor Hovland, Jason Day, Kiz, Ricky, Tom Kim, Siwoo Kim, Sungjae Im, Keegan Bradley, Saeed Tagala, Billy Horschel, Adeki Matsuyama, Cam Young. So many big names. It is um, a big tournament. I like what they're doing with these designated events because, yes, you would get a big showing at Jack's tournament before just because of the reverence all the players have for Jack. But now, not that they're forced to come, but you get these gigantic fields, these type, these major championship-type fields in a weekend at Jack's place. So I am uh, very excited to watch the golf. I think it'll be a great tournament. Um, can't wait. Jack's place always plays fun. And he did that last kind of renovation as, like, one of his swan songs of renovating a golf course. And, I mean, they just did a really, really nice job with that golf course. That's for damn sure. So, all right. Um, 
Tuesday, we will recap the FA Cup final. We'll recap the Memorial Tournament. We'll recap the final match day in La Liga, Serie A, and League Un. Some NFL headlines, I'm sure, but Champions League final next weekend. So that'll be a lot of the show next week. All right, everybody have a great weekend as the weather turns. Hopefully it's getting nice by you. Until next week, peace. That's the name of it? Guys, check out his podcast. That sounds like my kind of podcast. Football, 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 and sometimes other sports show. Sounds like me.